0: We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go! Let's go! Today's episode is a bonus episode. I hope you enjoy it, and please make sure to tune in Monday for a brand new episode of The Kara Golden Show. Enjoy!
2: Cara. And I'm PJ. And this is What The Parent.
1: What The Parent. Brought to you by creators. Oh. Creators. They make the world go round. They create. They do. They create. And we have an amazing creator on the show today.
2: We do. We do. She founded... She's not going to be told what to do. No. She's not going to be said... No. Someone says no to her. She's not going to be like, okay, and... <laughs> Go you know go back to wherever she right. came from. No, she's right. going to keep pushing on. You know why? She's undaunted.
1: She is undaunted. That is the name of her book. She created Hint Water, which in our household is a
2: lifesaver. It's, we sponsor Hint.
1: I know Hint doesn't sponsor us. We sponsor <laughs> Hint. We have crates of it delivered.
2: Yeah, we do. Kind of ridiculous every month, but it's also uh,
1: blackberry is my favorite.
2: Delicious, followed
1: up by watermelon.
2: Well, we just heard in this interview about clementine. I so got to try clementine. I haven't infinitely. Tried Interested in Clementine, right? Even though I love pineapple, that's right.
1: We have we have Kara Golden on the show today, and uh, she has an amazing story. I mean,
2: oh yeah, she's she's the founder of Hint Inc., best known for its award-winning Hint Water, the leading unsweetened flavored water. Uh, She has received numerous accolades, including being named the EY, uh, I believe that's Ernst and Young Entrepreneur of the Year in 2017 in Northern California, and one of InStyle magazine's. 2019 Badass 50. Now that's a designation. Yeah, want I want that. Right there. That's awesome. Previously, she was also the VP of Shopping Partnerships at America Online. And uh, she hosts a podcast called The Kara Golden Show. And her first book, Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters, was released released in October of 2020. And is now a Wall Street Journal and um, Amazon bestseller. And uh, she lives in the Bay Area with her Beautiful family and three Labradors. That's right,
1: <laughs> two of which are puppies.
2: I mean, that's uh, a handful. That's, eesh, right there. Forget a
1: two hundred fifty billion dollar company. I mean, yeah. you no, know, you got puppies at home. No, she's. I mean, that's a handful.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. But I mean, just so open yes. and uh, just a wonderful conversation. We uh, we really can't wait for you guys to hear it. So, without further ado, here is Miss Kara Golden. Don't. Don't confuse it with Kara, my Kara, but Kara Golden of Hint Water. But before we get to that, a real quick word about our actual new sponsor, Our Dad Love. Hey, honey. Hey. You know, I love you. Aw, I love you. That's awesome.
1: (laughs) You know what the world needs more of?
2: Tacos. No.
1: Love. Mm. Love.
2: That's true, actually. That's
1: right. A lot of couples, they struggle. Like, you know, like Maybe they're having trouble communicating.
2: They make the connection, but it doesn't last as long or it doesn't keep that fire going like That's they right. want.
1: That's why they need the r.love
2: app. Found on Apple and on Google where they can download it today. r.love is for those who are ready to love more, but more importantly, love better.
1: Yes. Download it today.
2: our.love Make your own relationship a couple verse. Download it today. And today we are so lucky and so excited to have Kara Golden on. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but you probably have. Actually, she's all over social media. She's the founder of Hint and Water. Our Hint Inc actually puts out this wonderful Hint and Water that we've all fallen in love with, especially in this household.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We- Kara, Welcome. Thank you. Very excited to be
2: here. I'm just happy to be a part of the Kara and Kara show. I <laughs> <laughs> so, Kara I the K, it. Kara the C, it's all yeah.
1: good. It's, it's going good. Good. It's good.
2: It's good to be kind of nuts. So like I mentioned, you are over everywhere. It's so cool. You have a book that's out called Undaunted that's doing remarkably well. You know, you're so inspirational on so many levels. And 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 in this book, um, Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters, what You know, you're inspiring to us. What inspired you to write such a book?
0: Well, it's interesting. I started the book about, gosh, it was probably uh, five years ago now. And I was doing a ton of interviews and and public speaking for the company, as you mentioned, that I founded Hint. And people would ask me, they thought it was a little uh, different that I had left tech. And I had moved into beverage and why'd I do that? And uh, did I hate tech or, right. you know, what what was sort of the reason behind it? And what I realized is that people would ask me these questions, but then often they were actually speaking or or sort of questioning their own kind of abilities or or maybe their own fears that yeah. they had and that they would never... Have the courage to go and start a company, or move from one industry to another, or you know all of these different questions that would come up. So I started doodling a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, and also googling around a little bit to actually see if there was a book that kind of covered this. I never really thought of myself as an author. I call myself an accidental entrepreneur, but I'm an accidental author too because for me it was just it, it was just Backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Kind of getting my answers out on paper, but then I thought, how do I get these answers out to more people? Sure. And I started writing some of it on social, and people would say, you should, you know, write a book. This is, you know, this is amazing. I want to hear more of these stories. And Uh, so that's, you know, how it came about. It was after the journal was about 600 pages. I thought, okay, now it's time to (laughs) edit this down and, and really put it into something. And, um, you know, I, I think I, I always thought that it would help people to go and launch a company, um, maybe get over their fears. But I think probably the most surprising thing about it is there are, you know, incredible, um, you know, people who have been super successful in their own careers, who have really, um, you know, shared with me some of how they've just decided. Gosh, maybe I should go learn a new industry. Maybe yeah. that's exactly what I am kind of missing in my life. So that's pretty exciting to know that I could actually inspire people who, um, you know, didn't know that they could do it, but. By hearing my story, they realized that they could.
1: Yeah, and one of the things I I love this book. I, I love how it's organized. I love it, you know all of the stories you tell about you know growing up. I I, I think the the title is perfect because I, I think so much of your success was just going for it, just not being daunted by doubters. Or I mean, when you you know first began you had this idea for Hint Water, basically Coca-Cola executives were like, you're crazy. Like nobody's going to want a not sweet drink. Like what are you doing? And you know, the beverage industry is flooded with everything. Like we don't need anything else and you're crazy. You know, so, uh, the fact that you just kept at, at it with that tenacity is,
0: is so amazing. Thank you. Well, you know, again, I, I didn't walk into that meeting with, uh, with the soda Coca-Cola executive, um, thinking that I was uh, gonna be called sweetie for sure yeah, oh, there was so much but,
1: sexism in that
0: too which yeah, crazy. yeah but I but I really but what I realized I I went to him actually for help and yeah. a friend connected me and I was looking for somebody who could give me some guidance as to how to produce an an unsweetened flavored water that mm-hmm. didn't have preservatives in it. Yeah. And I didn't have experience in the industry. And so I thought, well, you know, maybe this is somebody with a lot of experience that can actually help me. Yeah. And what I realized in talking to him was that, you know, understanding who my customer was and he had a different consumer, a right. consumer that was actually... Not kind of reading labels yet or paying Mm. attention, so he thought. Um, and even though I had shared with him that I was a huge diet coke consumer, I love it. Oh, yeah, diet uh, coca cola executives uh call me a uh for the amount of diet cokes that I was drinking every day, I was drinking you know around 10 to 12, and sounds (sighs) sounds like a lot and it was a lot, but there are others, uh, like me out there. And, um, I, I was a, uh, a was, I was a ultra consumer that was, uh, Mm -hmm. that, that was drinking the diet soda. And so when I decided that I was just going to, you know, give it up and, and, Try and find something else. What I realized is that the key problem that I had was that plain water was super boring. So I was sharing that <laughs> with him. Yes, yeah, and, and uh, you know, he shared with me that the key thing is really that people want less calories. Yeah. And what I realized is that my issue wasn't really the calories. That's I didn't even care so much about the calories, I guess, I guess maybe I cared because I was drinking diet, but it wasn't, you know, a matter of 10 calories or zero calories. It was really the fact that it had less calories. And when I shared this with him, I mean, he totally disagreed and basically, you know, discounted the fact that, that I was, um, you know, knew what I was talking about at all. And, and Mm. he just, went on to, to say, sweetie, (laughs) I don't have any idea what you're doing, but that is a story of how, you know, people will have doubts. People will cut you down. People will tell you that you aren't going to be able to do something and you have a choice. I had a choice that day. I could quit and not, not produce hint, or I could keep going yeah and use his words as fuel mm. to show him yeah. show others that I was actually capable of doing a lot more and that was what I decided to do and uh, live undaunted um, yes. and, and so uh, yeah so that was that was really the you know the big story I mean it's it's interesting I um, mutar Kent recently left Coca-cola. And uh, retired. And last summer, I got a f- message from him, and he was interested in, in having a conversation with me. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and uh, this was not Mutar that actually called me sweetie, by the way. Right. But uh, I had met him super briefly at a speaking engagement. Um, I don't know, it was probably 10 years ago. And it was interesting because he reminded me that in the early days, they had actually approached us and talked to us about acquiring the company. And really? I, um, yeah. And, you know, it was interesting because we, I mean, we were tiny and we were yeah. probably not even a million dollars in sales. And, you know, my response to back to really his m a group, not so much him was that I just really believed that they, as a company, didn't really understand the strategy that I was going after to yeah. really help people drink water and sure. enjoy water. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny because he said to me, it, you know, again, he's retired. He's um, hanging out on a boat somewhere. And sure. and uh, he said, I think that was smart. Mm. You know, he said, I don't think that we would have been able to kind of grow your brand. And that's, you know, sort of another thing that I think a lot of people have realized when they're reading the stories in the book is oftentimes large companies, not just food and beverage companies, but large companies, you know, have this idea of their capabilities based on the size of their company, how many years they've been around, Mm -hmm. but they aren't necessarily the companies that are going to be, you know, disrupting growing um, companies from concept to much larger even if they have innovation inside of companies. And so I, I think that that's a really key point for anybody to realize
2: that's that is awesome. a very quick question to the to the executive that had called you sweetie have you since sent an entire truckload of hints? <laughs> Just left well, the he, had, he had definitely
0: tried he had definitely tried hint um, but you know I think part of the advantage that I had was actually growing up in tech and it's yeah. it sort of sounds ironic but you know in tech if you're I mean there, there's constantly new concepts starting right mm-hmm. and I think it's uh, new categories are getting started all the time. And so new categories, it's not just about, you know, software. It's about um, connectivity and, you know, companies like Facebook, companies like Uber, you know, whatever it is, there's constantly innovation and disruption happening. And what I saw going into the beverage industry was that disruption was a lot less common. It was more... Everybody at the time when I was starting Hint wanted to do a knockoff vitamin water, right? They started putting vitamins in water and they wanted to be the next big vitamin uh-huh. water. And that's one way to do it. That's one way to sure. start a company. But, um, but for me, the more interesting and the more relevant uh, you know, challenge to take on, Probably the harder challenge to take on is to actually go create something entirely new that isn't out there, um, and that's that's another concept that I share in the book too. That really was a realization for me that when you don't have any competition at all,
1: yeah,
0: uh, it's really hard, and it takes yeah. longer, yeah. and you have to educate the consumer. Um, you know, you're you're constantly. You know, out there sharing in my in my case that I would say it's an unsweetened flavored water, and they'd say, "Oh, what's it sweetened with then?" And I'm right. like, Are you listening? "I mean, it's an unsweetened, unsweetened. water." <laughs> yeah. And um, and you know, it's just it it's interesting because when we finally did get competition, uh, Coke went and knocked off our product, and yeah, with Sony, unsweetened flavored water. And that was a really bad day, I thought, because I thought they have a lot more money than I do and more distribution and they'll be able to advertise and do all of these things. And uh, when they launched, I mean, they were on the market with that product for about six months and then they discontinued it. Yeah. Because compared the success to some of their other products. And so having competition is a um, something that ends up to be a good thing because all, what you have to do is really focus on yourself and yeah. and being the best you can be and um, and staying alive having enough money in the bank while you've got disruption going on but I think that that's a big lesson that entrepreneurs don't really think about yeah. I certainly do
1: well you know I because I, I was a huge hint fan like from from the jump. I, you know, I, I absolutely love this idea of, you know, low sugar and healthy. And, you know, I tried some of that Dasani water. It was not as good. And, and part of me didn't trust it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, like I felt like, okay, Hint's a company, they're a health company. They really believe in this. Coca-Cola is just trying to make some bucks, <laughs> you know, but they're really yeah. selling all the sugary drinks that, you know, I, I was a Diet Coke addict too, And, you know, I just don't feel like it was, it was good for me. And uh, one of the things I I love about your story too, is that it is, it is rooted in your authentic search for a healthier life in in your own life. Like, you know, in, in trying to, to break free of a lot of the chemicals and preservatives and food and, you know, live a healthier lifestyle.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and that really is so much the case. I mean, thank you for saying that because it, I never thought about I mean, of course, I knew it was a beverage, but for me, the the hook was really to help people get healthy and realize what I had realized just by giving people a product um, that that was tasted great and yeah. was better for them. And that was, you know, the, the concept of even a mission based company mm-hmm. was not even Nobody was talking about that 17 years ago. Sure. And then when people would interview me and and I'd say, you know, I did it because I was super curious why these industries were a allowed to sort of push this concept of diet when there were a lot of people who were not really as healthy as they thought mm-hmm. they were when they were, you know, swapping out regular soda for diet soda. I mean, that was my case. And I recognized how big, you know, not only the diet soda industry was, but also the diet industry and how much people were paying and willing to pay, but they weren't seeing results. Right. And it just, it, it, it kind of sickened me in, in a, a way that I just thought, you know, I know how to do this. I had, lost close to 60 pounds in a year, uh, just by getting off of diet soda. And for me, it was just a, a, you know, a realization and sort of a focus on how my body reacted to diet sweeteners Mm -hmm. and how I was actually, you know, producing insulin, um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, just really wreaking havoc on my system that, again, I I never focused on for years. I thought I was doing better by drinking diet. And Mm -hmm. it was until I actually got off of these diet sweeteners that I started paying attention and doing the research and getting to talk to a lot of incredibly smart doctors uh, who were, you know, seeing lots of uh, health issues um, in people that were kind of in the same boat that I was in that they were, you know, thinking that these diet sweeteners were better for them. And, you know, the the type two diabetes was barely being talked about 17 years ago. It was a very small percentage of the population. And I remember one of the first emails that we received from a consumer, uh, we had put our email on the bottle, which really was not being done 17 years ago um, in most Beverages, and I got an email, and of course they thought I, they were talking to a big customer service team. They had sure. no idea it was the founder, <laughs> and uh, he wrote and said, "I'm super excited that you've got this incredible product that tastes great and helps me drink water and doesn't have any of these diet sweeteners in it." And he shared that he had this thing called type two diabetes. It was the first time I had ever heard of it, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know I asked if I could, you know, call him up and talk to him a little bit more about it. And that's when I realized that, you know, Hint was not just great for people who wanted to enjoy water um, that just didn't love the taste of plain water, but also for people who were fighting chronic health issues. And we've seen that over and over again, not just with diabetes, um, but also with uh, things like going, uh, things like cancer patients who are going through chemotherapy and um, wanting to mask the metallic taste that they get in their mouth when they're um, having to drink a lot of water because they get really dehydrated. Mm. But that, you know, if you actually have a sweetener when you're going through chemo, then it just enhances the metallic taste, which is so interesting. And a lot of people, again, it's not really discussed and, and so people would write to us and share these stories on how, you know, Hint has helped them to get through incredibly challenging times. Hint has helped them to solve health issues or um, or really just get through life with these health issues as well. And to be able to launch a product and and, you know, run a product like that. Um, that really helps people, you know, whether that's a beverage company or a you know nonprofit or whatever it is, I think it's it's a special thing. Yeah, it really is. Hey, Kara here, we are thrilled you are listening with us, and I hope you're enjoying this episode. I've had the pleasure of interviewing so many amazing guests over the past few years, and there are so many more to come. I cannot wait. And my focus is on entrepreneurs and CEOs real innovators and leaders who are making a difference. That's what I'm looking forward to bringing you. One of the reasons I enjoy interviewing many of my guests is that I get to learn. We all need to hear stories that teach us to be better, inspire us, and help us get through those challenging moments. I can't remember the last time I had a guest that didn't leave me feeling like a major hurdle had been overcome. We just don't hear these stories enough. And when we do, we learn to be smarter and stronger. Don't you agree? Episodes are concise but packed with amazing info that you will surely be inspired by. Do me a favor and send me a DM and tell me what you think about each interview that you get a chance to be inspired by and if you are so inclined, please leave one of those five star reviews for the Kara Golden Show on one of your favorite podcast platforms as well. Reviews really, really help.
2: Now let's get
0: back to this episode.
2: First of all, I wanted to put your your heart at ease in that um, you know you lost sixty pounds. I found it. So, oh, I got it for you. No. I'm holding it. No. <laughs> no. there you go. <laughs> but one of the, one of the things that was um, actually amazing is that um, even in the early days when you started out, Hint, you have four kids at home, and you know we're we're we have we're blended families. So we have five kids, um, but all of our kids are teens and tweens and older. You, one of your kids was a baby at the time and you talk about how growing your company during that time was better for you and your family than working in a big company. How did you manage all that? And what advice would you give you know to other parents who want to launch their own businesses? It's
0: so funny. My, that son, so I was pregnant with my son Justin when I launched Hint and uh, he just went off to his first uh, job. This morning. Oh, so, goodness. I know. <laughs> I know he's a camp counselor. At, and uh, so I know it was really sweet. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's interesting because my, I took a couple of years off from, I was at America Online before and was running their direct to consumer partnerships. And that's when I decided I want to take a break and really enjoy my young kids. I had three kids under the age of four and then I decided, okay, I'm going to go spend some time with them and stop traveling and knowing all of the pilots on the plane. I mean, it got <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. And um, I mean, they were nice and everything, but I just thought, you know, it's really time to enjoy San Francisco where I live. And, and uh, that's when I, you know, was really paying attention to what they were putting in their body and I, again, I didn't take a couple of years off to go figure out how to launch a business. It just sort of came to me as I was living and as I was, you know, really focusing on what I was most interested in, which was my family. And I I wouldn't say that I was necessarily a, um, a you know, nutrition-focused, uh, reading labels kind of person, but during this time i guess you know i didn't have a job so now that's what i'm doing and it that was you know during that time i think the combination of being able to think about you know this this category this it, within an industry that wasn't actually no one was doing anything about i always was really business minded and i i think i missed the business side of it too but I think what what I realized too was that I didn't really have to hurry because I didn't have all of the answers. I didn't have the pressures um, that maybe you have inside of a large company with deadlines. I just thought it's just me, yeah. which is good and bad, frankly. Um, but, you know, it's funny. I mean, I think about even running the company during, you know, the pandemic over the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, half of the team was it has always been remote because there's salespeople all over the country. And that was what I was doing with America Online. I mean, I was running a huge remote sales force and it just seemed super normal to be able to do that. Um so I think I had the experience of being able to um kind of figure out like how to pick up the phone, how to write emails that get responses. Um, and then also roll up my sleeves and just go get stuff done. And and I think probably the hardest thing about starting a business, especially if you've been inside of a company is, you know, it's just you directing you, mm. right? It's yes. just, I mean, it's, it's kind of, I know you're, you're an author too, Kara. Yeah. It's like, it's sort of the same thing. I mean, you've got to set your own sort of yes. deadlines and, and actually when you get frustrated, you've got to look back at your progress and, yep. and, uh, you know, give yourself a pat on the back and, and all of those kind of things. So, but if you don't, if you're not used to that, it really kind of takes some getting used to.
1: Oh yeah. And you have to have so much self-discipline. Yeah. You have to be all the members of the team
0: at the same yeah, time. And, and I mean, I was fortunate enough to have a, a nanny uh, yeah. who came, and my kids were starting to mm-hmm. go off to preschool. And so I was not my little, little baby, but I was able to have somebody who was able to watch them while I sort of, you know, went in a room and shut the door and mm-hmm. started to make those phone calls. But I had, you know, small lists um, that I was trying to get stuff accomplished um, and some days you know I felt like I was just going backwards I wasn't going forwards yeah. but I kept saying to myself look you know I hope I can get this done but I think part of the the interesting thing that again it's always easier to look back on these things and and think about it but I always felt like if this didn't work I could always go back to tech yeah. yet many people who I talked to, felt like I was, you know, jumping off the tech train and I had just ruined my career. Mm. And I was like, really? Yeah, I
1: really? I mean, I don't
0: think the door is here? shut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, who cares? I mean, if I tried to start a company and it didn't work, I mean, there's lots of people who have failed. And, yeah. and I mean, I could, I don't know, I could go back and... And tell people I was taking a couple of years off, and get the story. Like I thought, people would still invite me to dinner parties, and, yeah, and it wouldn't could, be a pariah. Share this really <laughs> funny story of how I tried to get a product into Whole Foods, and sure. you know, didn't work. And here, here was a problem, and people would be like, "Really?" And you know, that still happens today. There's parts of it that some of them I share in the book of yes. you know crazy stories that people just can't believe it, especially ones that are not in this industry. So yeah. Yeah. That's how I thought about it.
1: That's right. That's right. Well, you know, it's interesting um, because you, you've uh, you did include the kids too, in the, I believe they were taste testers for, for your early products, <laughs> which still I are. Still yeah, are. I love that. I love that.
0: Yeah, they still are. In fact, uh, my son and I were at Trader Joe's last night and he saw a, uh, a flavor of a of a product and and said, "Hey, let's get that. I want to I want to taste it. I mean, they're constantly thinking about that. And that's awesome. Uh, yeah. And in fact, we were in Morocco. We were in the the, uh, the market, um, and uh, it was uh, it was interesting because he said he was constantly looking around at different fruits, and you know, it's it's uh, a yeah now it's in their blood so it's uh, <laughs> definitely they're constantly like thinking uh outside of the box and and thinking about new flavors and how things are, or innovate innovative ideas that other people are doing yeah. um so it's it's great
1: well watching you are are any of them do any of them have the entrepreneur bug are they like we're going to go you know, go out, go forth and make something new
0: yeah. You know what they have grabbed? So I have, my kids are now 23, 21, 20, and 17. Uh, and the 17-year-old is still, it's still early for him. Sure. So, uh, but the others are really following their passion and figuring out what they really enjoy doing every single day, which I think is something that when I'm speaking on college campuses as well, I'm constantly you know, sharing the fact that most people I know, um, might've gotten a degree in one thing, but they're not doing that today. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, and, and that you have to figure out what you enjoy doing every single day. Cause that's where you stay curious. That's where you stay, you know, motivated. And, um, so my, my son Keenan that I talk about in the book, uh, a lot of people who follow me on social know that he's really interested in cars and he's not interested in kind of the design, the outside design mm-hmm. of cars. He's most interested in kind of the sustainability aspect oh, of cars. Yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, what are we doing with the batteries that are uh, wow. sitting in, in um, you know, garbage dumpsters mm-hmm. um, yes. and that no longer work or, and aren't getting properly recycled or, mm-hmm. you know, how do you, outfit the inside of a car to be um you know just just better and yeah. why do we need certain components um so you know he's probably an engineer um but he actually doesn't want to put the effort into go to engineering <laughs> school right now i mean, so wants the math uh, really <laughs> yeah so i said you know that's fine i mean he's getting a business degree and he's uh but i think he'll probably end up wanting to get into engineering and doing something just the way that his mind is working. But again, like the fact that he's just so interested in Mm -hmm. like every day he's getting up. He's not a morning person and he's actually working at a um, automobile, a high-end automobile repair shop this Mm -hmm. summer, um, which is not what any of his friends are doing, but he's super interested in it and he's, um, you know, working on Ferraris and BMWs. Oh, that's and, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And he's just really interested in, in understanding how all these different cars are similar and how they're different. And yeah. so I don't know what he'll do with all of it, but I think it's it's, you know, great. I certainly at age, you know, 20 was not mm-hmm. sitting here thinking about, you know, figuring out what I like to do every day. Instead, I was focusing on getting a degree and Mm -hmm. following my major. Um, And uh, so I think that the passion side of it, it has definitely worn off. And then also just the idea of just taking steps every day and, you know, don't stay complacent, you know, just go out and do something. And that's the key thing to figuring out whether that's what you enjoy doing or, you know, what you're really curious about and how you can make progress on something just by going out and doing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's really cool. Um, basically you've given them a gift of broader horizons Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, children emulate their parents. They, they see what they're doing. And, you know, I, I've, I've known a lot of people who've been like, well, you know, my, my, my father, and my mom were in this industry or they did this. And, and either that was a motivation of, Hey, I'm just going to do that right? That's, that's, that's my horizon. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. four walls in a corporation. And, and you know what, if I, if I hate the job, I just got to suck it up because they sucked it up or it's, uh, you know, I see I, my mom's working 12, you know, 12 hours a day. She's got three different jobs. Dad's doing two different jobs. He's working 80 hours a week, mm-hmm. whatever. And, um, you know, I don't want to live like that, but what you've given your kids is the, the knowledge that there are things beyond the horizons that they see. And so if, you know, just like your, your son, if he's so interested in cars and, and he's able to think outside the box, he's not going to be just a regular engineer or or just a a person who works in an auto shop. He's going to be someone who's going to say, you know what, this can be done better. And, you know, mom didn't show me about high end cars, but she showed me that, you know what, if you believe in something and you see that something where there could be a systemic change in something, maybe I can do that. And I think that's awesome.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think the the other piece that he's learned is, I mean, a bunch of people have said, Oh, you know, you guys live in the Bay area. I mean, Tesla has a factory here. He should go over there. And, you know, for him, he felt like a lot of these internships at large companies there are more you know, you hear the executive team speak, you don't, it's not hands-on. So you're not really thinking, you're not in a space where you're sort of given a project to go and figure out. And you're kind of hearing from people who are more the hands-on people. So I think, you know, for him, he he understands that sometimes, uh you know, the small area where people, if you can actually be doing something, mm-hmm. that's what he, that's where he really ends up excelling when oh, yeah. he is able to, um, you know, call it a, he's a visual learner, right? Yeah. And so when he walks into something and he's just sitting here being lectured to, for yeah. him, it's just... You know he oh, yeah. can do that, but he's just not that psyched about it. So I think he's he's feeling like as he's doing the work, he's able to think as well, and and he's sort of using this internship in particular to figure out is this kind of what I want to do? And yeah. and you know what I want to do, then maybe I can start to look inside these large companies, and you know, like maybe there's a job inside of these large companies that I go for. Maybe I figure out what the goal is, but also maybe I start to think about, you know, coming up with a job that Mm -hmm. here's what I ultimately Mm -hmm. want to be focusing on. And he's not afraid to, um, you know, that's the visionary entrepreneur in him too. You know, I said, just like make it up. If you can actually figure out how a company is going to make money, um, doing something, then, and you're going to solve problems that they've been trying to figure out, then you don't need a lot of experience. And that's another thing that I said, I said, if you go create a company and go do something that, heck, Tesla wants to buy, then yep. you've just bypassed going to engineering school. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, true. Right? so You true. can do that, but that's, I mean, I'm not saying you can't, I'm not going to be your doubter, but you know, the odds are lower that you're going to be able to go get something, a uh, trademarked and yeah. all of that. But you, you never know.
2: So, yeah, we'll iron- see. ironically enough, uh, 17 years ago, I launched a company as well. Um, I just can't believe it's 17 years ago. My yeah. God. But yeah, so I, I had launched a company that was a custom made blue jean company online. And uh, yeah, and it, it did well
1: before it's time. Well before it's time, and it
2: did phenomenally well. But it was kind of the same thing where I didn't know anything about jeans. You know, I just knew how they bad I looked in right. them, <laughs> right. and in, you know, I just thought about well, well, what if? How come you can't get jeans to look the way you want them to look? And how come they don't fit the way they should fit? And that started three years of me trying to figure this out until I launched it in two thousand five. And so it was. It was just very cool. The the nice thing with for you though is that your kids like water. My kids hated jeans at the time. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, then why am I doing all this? <laughs> if That'd I can't pass so down as a legacy, what the heck? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> that's hysterical. I love it.
1: Yeah. Well, so, so you, you have, you know, created hint,
2: just a, just a small thing, just a small little
1: $250 million beverage company. I got that in my other, my other pants. Right. But what, what's (laughs) next? Do you, are you, do you feel like, well, I've done it, uh, you know, I'm going to retire and sit on one of those boats or, or what's next for you?
0: So I, you know, I think I'm, I'm a creator, so I'm constantly looking at you know, problems to solve that are out there. And, you know, I think that when you have that kind of head where I'm, I'm inserting myself into processes constantly, I still um, sort of not officially mentor people, but I, I'm, uh, I have a hard time saying no to many people who reach out to me and I start thinking about you know, their projects and, and some of the things that they're trying to do is try and be as helpful as possible. Um, because I also feel like when you've been through it, um, you know, you both have done incredible things, launch companies, written books, right. You, Mm -hmm. you sort of have opinions. And I always tell people that, you know, it's one person's opinion. I might be completely wrong, but, um, if I can help people, not make the mistakes that i've made along the way that i feel like you know that's that's a good place to be and um but yeah and you know also hopefully inspiring sort of the next generation to go yeah. out and and create i you know i rem- remember somebody reaching out to me about a lot of you know the whole great resignation um topic of so many people leaving and you know, it's, it's interesting because I, I think we'll probably see a lot of really big companies starting in the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. I believe it. I don't know what they are, but I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's, this is the time when people are thinking about, you know what, there's never a good time. I should just go do it. And I'm, I just don't really feel like I'm, you know, contributing to society in the way that I want to. And I think that, you know, Gen Z definitely wants to um, contribute in a yeah. bigger way. And I think sure. many millennials do as well. And um, so I think, and of course, Gen Xers, that's what I am. I mean, I think yeah. that Us too. There's, uh, <laughs> there are people that are, you know, feeling like if it's not now, when, yes. you know, that I, I might as well just go do it. But again, you have to take some chances and take some risks and, and go out and start small and it may or may not work, but at least you tried. And I think that that is, that's what I want my legacy to be. And I think there's a lot of people that would probably uh, benefit Mm -hmm. um, from, from going out and seeing what they've learned um, throughout their life and how they can actually go out and do something that, excites them and that they're curious about and that nobody else has decided to do or no one else has thought about it. I mean, why not?
2: Just yeah. Right. You know, and I've, I've always kind of looked at it as, um, you know, obviously things like launching your own company or whatever takes, takes risk, but I'm never afraid of mistakes because I figure even if it's a mistake, I'm, I'm always making a story. Right. And so it's some, whether it's a cautionary tale or it's, or it's a success story or whatever it is, I'm making a story. And, and by looking at it that way, it's always kind of helped me take that next step to move forward because it feels like I'm accomplishing something. Right. And so, yeah. I, so I don't get daunted
0: that's right. I You're undaunted. undaunted. Yeah. Full circle. Full circle.
2: <laughs> so we that brought in. it
0: right That's in there. right. I love it. All right. So,
2: so last question and it's, and it's a fun question. And, and so this season I've been asking the same question of every person and just to give a little context, I believe that everyone has a spot in the world and it could be a, it could be a room, it could be a geographic location, it could be whatever, whatever it is, a place where you feel the most at peace and safe. And and for me, I, I went to high school in Hawaii. And so there's a, there's a beach called Sandy beach. And I used to go body surfing every day after school. And it was, that was just me. That was my time. That was, that was my activity. I went there alone um, and always felt just connected and at peace. And, um, you know, even though I sucked at body surfing and I was almost dying every day, <laughs> I, it was, it was, my my really connectedness time. Where is your spot?
0: Well, I would say it's my people, my my mm-hmm. family, my little group mm-hmm. of at mm-hmm. my party of six, as I yeah. like to say. That. <laughs> I love that, it. And I don't care where we are. Yeah. Um. So it's uh it's really nice. The last few weeks we've had everybody home, which oh, is really, wonderful, really nice. Um. But I also I hike every day, and I live just outside of a state park. So I don't even oh, have to wonderful. drive. I, oh, I literally like it's a hundred miles of trails. And so I'm in there every morning. I've already uh, hiked four and a half miles this morning. Dang. So um, yeah, so I'm, that is my happy place amongst the wonderful. Redwoods. I oh, I have uh, three Labradors. I have two seven and a half month old puppies. Oh that my is,
1: gosh. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's, a handful. It's,
0: it's fun. And uh, so, yeah, just exploring and, you know, there's always different uh, vegetation and sure. and uh, wildlife and all kinds of things along the way that is just really oh, so it's beautiful. Aww, just, that's wonderful. That's my mind. Um, yeah. And I think it's. Uh, it's, it's definitely, it's my happy place. And yeah. I, I'm sort of off when I don't have that, when I have to yeah. get on a flight early tomorrow mm-hmm. to go to Chicago, I'm not going to have that. And I'll, I'll have to go figure it out in Chicago when I get there because yeah. I, I need that space for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. I love that.
2: That's awesome. Well, Kara, thank you so much. I mean, wonderful. You're you're so impressive, and thank you. I, I really mm-hmm. love all the stories, and and your book is just chock full of them. And and it's it's actually kind of eye opening to think that you didn't even put all your stories in the book. Yeah. So maybe there needs to be an undaunted two. two.
0: I love it. I I love it. I would love to do that.
2: <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, thank you for your Thanks time so and thank you for sharing so much about yourself. It's, it's really been a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Wasn't she great? <laughs> Amazing. I mean, she's talking about undaunted. She's just yeah. like, you're going to tell me, no, I'm going to say, I'm going to keep going.
2: Well, I mean, that's, it's, it's a sense of, of like being true to yourself and also true to your own beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. If you really, if you Mm -hmm. see something that can be fixed or you think that there's something out there that you can affect change on or make better for either yourself or your family or the world, don't take no for an answer, right? I mean, everyone, it's so easy for people to sit on the couch and castigate Mm -hmm. and say, no, no, wouldn't do that. That's a terrible idea, whatever else. But they're the ones sitting on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> they're not the ones actually going out and doing it. Right. And so don't let other people drag you down because right. at the end of the day, they're not going to be a part of your calculus anyway. You're True. going to be moving forward, doing whatever you need to do.
1: Yeah. There's always going to be naysayers. Always.
2: Always. Always. If you want some naysayers, go on Facebook. i know.
1: no kidding. Jeez. <laughs> Have, teenagers. Have teenagers. Have teenagers. Yeah. Naysaying.
2: Yeah. Walk into a high school and ask ask if this is a good idea. <laughs> And a bunch style.
1: of eye rolls Ugh. exactly Ugh. but
2: check out check out Kara Golden um on all the all the social medias it's at Kara Golden that's K-A-R-A-G-O-L-D-I-N um Instagram LinkedIn Twitter TikTok Facebook who knows what else but she's on everything her a lot of her content's just super inspirational
1: yes yeah
2: it's really great. Yeah,
1: and go get the book. The book is fascinating. And, and There's the, so many stories we didn't even get to.
2: Yeah, no kidding. And and the book is actually really good. Well written. Um, yeah. Paced out really cool. So
1: I mean, as a teenager, she walked into she lived in Arizona and and walked into John McCain's office and said, "Oh yeah, I heard you're hiring interns." I
2: mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> undaunted.
1: So undaunted. I'm saying she knows no fear. All right.
2: That all being said. It's a little time for dad jokes. Oh, dad jokes. All right, all right, favorite? all right. Let's this get is, it over.
1: Let's rip that band-aid off. Let's get it over your, with.
2: This is your favorite thing of all time. Oh, boy. So um, all of these have to do with light bulbs. Oh, so, no. So keep that in your mind oh. like an idea. Oh,
1: oh, no.
2: Okay, here we go. How many telemarketers does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. Really only one, but they can only do it while you're eating dinner. Oh,
1: okay. Okay.
2: Yep. Yep. Um. How many narcissists? There goes my lisp. How many narcissists? Yeah. Does it take to screw in a light bulb? I don't know. One. The narcissist holds the light bulb, and then the whole world revolves.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's a pretty good one, actually. <laughs> Thank I'll you. Take, I'll take that one. That's a good. One.
2: Uh. How many paranoids does it take to change a light bulb? Oh no.
1: Bulb? I don't know. Who wants to know? Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Um.
2: And then, all right, last one. How many DIY, which is also do-it-yourself, do it yourself, buffs does it take to change a light bulb? Don't
1: know.
2: One, but it takes two weeks and four trips to the hardware
1: store. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, that's true. That is true.
2: See? Easy. Easy and simple. <laughs> right? Not too punny, but funny.
1: Uh, ha, ha. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up all Thanks, right everyone. Thanks for coming. well hey You've been a great crowd thank
2: you for listening as always hope you found it entertaining or at least educational and um you know if you have uh if you have anyone that you think would be great to be on the podcast have any business launches or books that they're coming out or with parental information or parental information that, <laughs> that that you think
1: parenting advice maybe that
2: you think that kids might like or parents or parents, you know, send them our way or parents have, uh, write us at podcast at what the Uh, please go ahead and give us a like, tell all your friends, subscribe, all that yeah. fun stuff. Uh, if you wish to be a supporter financially, of course, there's Patreon, Patreon, what the parent, check that out. If you want to listen to any of our past episodes, you can go to what the parent.com and you can find them all there. And that's yeah. it. Pretty short and sweet. All right. So yeah. thank you so much for uh, being a part of the show and being a part of our lives. And uh, until the next time, we'll check you out on the flip side. That's right.
0: See you next time. Thanks again for listening to The Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. and if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my book Undaunted, which I share my journey, including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and thanks everyone for listening. Have a great rest of the week and 2023, and goodbye for now.